there is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Harley. I appreciate that. We appreciate don't we, Allison? We do. Thank you, Uh, Harley. Yeah, it's 9.09 on a Saturday morning, the 18th of September. A beautiful, beautiful morning. It's, it's out there, a beautiful morning. Uh, we've got, uh, oh my gosh, we've got 9.09 on the 18th of September. And we always like to bookend the show with a verse. And our verse is from Second Chronicles 7. Uh, I've said it before, but it can't be said too much, especially in times like this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And I've noted before, and I'll note it again. Uh, There's a promise there, but there's also a condition. Uh, The Lord says if we humble ourselves, if we pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, then he says if we do that, then he will hear from heaven, will forgive our sin, and will heal our land. And we sure certainly need our land healed, do we not, Allison? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this week in history is some interesting factoids. In 1829, Mexico freed its slaves. Did you know Mexico had slaves? They did. I don't think I knew that. 1929? Yeah. They had Indian slaves, and they had huh. black, black slaves as well that they bought from uh, the United States. Huh. 1829. Oh, 1829. 18, not Oh, I thought you said 19. Okay. No. Okay. On this day in 1896, the celebrated crash at Crush occurred 15 miles north of Waco. As a publicity stunt for the Katy Railroad, two railroad engines were deliberately crashed head-on at the non-existent town of Crush. They made up a name. Uh, 40,000 people came out to see this. Uh, There was a two-mile run. The two engines met in a fiery crash. Flying debris killed three people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> were, were anybody in the engines? Uh, they would have to be. I, would say. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I don't have that information. I wasn't there. <laughs> and injured six more people. By nightfall, the site was abandoned, and the railroads tried to forget about it, and eventually we forgot about the Katy Railroad. In the early 20th century, Scott Joplin commemorated the event in his song, The Great Crush Collision. No kidding. Yeah, that was in... This week in 1896. In 1866 this week, the first producing oil well in Texas came in at a depth of 106 feet at, in Nacogdoches County. 
First well produced about 10 barrels a day, but the low price of oil and the political unrest accompanying Reconstruction, right after the Civil War, that is, made the development of the field unfeasible. But this was the first producing oil well in Texas. Wow. Well, we've got some local events coming up, which everybody wants to know about, I'm sure. Alamo Racing Canines Flyball Tournament. <laughs> See, we've had wrestling pigs. Now we have canine flyball. Okay. Wh- wh- where can we go see that? Oh, at where do you think? Oh, the Ag Barn. <laughs> yes. Us old-timers call it the Ag Barn. They call it the Kirk County Hill Country Youth Event Center, the Youth Exhibition Center, which all sorts of strange names. But uh, Oh, and also the Happy State Bank exhi- uh, Event Center. That's right. That's so right. it's got about f- seven names. But anyway, uh, that's in Kerrville. Flyball is run in teams of four dogs as a relay with two teams racing each other. The lanes are 51 feet long, consisting of four jumps and a spring-loaded box with a ball. I don't want to put my dog on a spring-loaded <laughs> box. <laughs> but anyway, you may want to do that. My, my dog's not that active. but So it's open for people to bring their own dogs? All breeds are welcome. Huh. So that'll be today and tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday, September 18 and 19. Well, you'd think they'd have to be trained to do something like that. Yeah, just throw uh, them in a spring-loaded box. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just flip them up in the air, and that's the entertainment. I don't know. No, it's it's more serious than that. But it's a lot of fun, I'm sure. Uh, might be, uh, be cool to come out and see it. But check it out at flyball.com slash ARC. ARC. Alamo Racing Canines. Okay. Flyball.com ARC. Today also, Saturday at 1 o'clock this afternoon at the uh, Kerrville Library, Buttholdsworth Library, in the meeting room there, all ages are invited to use their creativ- creativity, that is, I'm very creative in my verbiage, to build a cardboard car for the drive-in at the library event. Now, it says all ages are invited <laughs> to do this. Shall we go down, Alice? I guess so. <laughs> all basic we, we apparently qualify. <laughs> all basic materials will be provided, although families wow. are encouraged to bring decorative items to personalize their child's project. Oh, it says child. <laughs> oh, shoot. After the car building session, children will have the opportunity to watch a major feature-length movie from inside their new vehicle. Registration is required. Call the library at 257-8422, and we all know the area codes. I don't go there. 257-8422. The Outdoor Painters Society and the Kerr Arts and Cultural Center present Paint Kerrville, an outdoor painters event, September 21st to 25th. And uh, it's a plain, plein air comp- competition event at various locations. For more information, 895 uh, what else we got? We've got a bunch of stuff here going on. Today, Bernie Tournverin Annual Barbecue and Fundraiser Gun Raffle Silent Auction, Bake Sale, and Open Bowling. Uh, that's going to be today, and it'll be oh, 5 p.m. food, but all-day activities. Uh, the me- meeting is at 7 p.m., though, so it's not all-day activities. Serving food at 5 p.m., the meeting is going to be at 7, so don't don't get there any earlier. Uh, gun raffle tickets are available at the bowling alley, $10 per ticket, need not be present to win. As I like to say, if in case of duplicates, ties will be awarded. <laughs> Something big is happening, a neighborhood picnic at Carver Park in Kerrville. Tomorrow, Sunday, worship at 11 at the Barnett Chapel, Mount Olive Baptist Church, and the Zion Lutheran Church are coming together for a noon meal and games and music. Here. The uh, Kerrville Art Club's first meeting of the season is to this Tuesday, September 21, at 1 o'clock at the Kerrville Arts 
and Cultural Center. Gillespie County Republican women will host journalist Lara Logan this Thursday, September 23rd at The Edge, which is on 290 from 5 to 9 p.m. this Thursday. Uh, so if you are want to do that, W-O-N-T is the old-fashioned word for that. Oh, we got a bunch of other stuff here. The 45th Annual Healing Hearts Style Show and Fiesta is this Tuesday, September 21, from 9 to 1 at the Kerr County Hill Country Youth Event Center. <laughs> Man, that's a happening place. I'll it certainly is. <laughs> Fashion show and shopping and designer brands and bargain pricing, all supplied by donations from their thrift shop. All proceeds will benefit the children of Hill Country Youth Ranch. The Perdinelli's Creative Arts Alliance Summer Concert Series will be tomorrow, September 19, at 6.30 p.m. in Market Plots in Fredericksburg. It's the last concert of the season. There'll be a polka, and what they do is thank the community for Oktoberfest and for supporting it, and so it is free. Just bring your lawn chairs, picnic baskets, family, and friends. The flea markets and trade days with items in Johnson City will be today at 100 East Main Street in Johnson City. And today uh, is the day for the Old Blanco Market Day Old at the court, county courthouse, Blanco County Courthouse. Uh, they've been going, doing this since 1993, and it features arts, crafts, antiques, and more. So get out there in Johnson City to see that. Or in Blanco, I'm sorry, in Blanco to see that. It's the Blanco County Courthouse. Monday, September 20th at 11.30 in the morning, the 6th Annual For the Kids, F-O-R-E as in golf, the Kids Charity Golf Tournament. At the Valor, I don't know how to pronounce that, Valor. I'll just say it. People well, think I know what I'm talking about. Where is it? Uh, 288 Jeff Vaughn in Blanco. Oh, okay. And it's sponsored by Believer's Bible, I'm sorry, Believer's Buyers Group, or called BBG. All benefits from this charity golf tournament pro benefit the youth, agriculture, and ranching community. Now, BBG is a buyer at the San Antonio Livestock Exposition, and donations allow them to bid on the animals uh, of young people who are at risk of uh, going home in the red. Uh, they spend A lot of them spend more money and time to raise their animal than they'll receive at the auction, and many kids rely on proceeds from auctions, to uh, livestock auctions, to help cover their cost of schooling and even basic family expenses. So each child receiving a bid from BBG also receives a gift bag prayerfully created by their team to include encouraging words of Christ, a Bible, and other items. So you can register for all that. That'll be Monday, this Monday at 11.30 a.m. at the Valor Creek Golf Club, 228 Jeff Vaughn and Blanco. You can register at the website believersbuyersgroup.org, believersbuyersgroup.org. A couple more here. Suicide Prevention Fundraiser will be today, or Saturday, at Al's Hideaway Cabin at 299 Willow Springs Drive in Pipe Creek. There will be cornhole, horseshoe tournaments, drawings, silent auction, barbecue plates, all profits, to benefit Suicide Prevention Hotline. For more information, 281-794-2966. That's 281-794-2966. Speaking of numbers, it's 919 on a Saturday morning. Got a couple more for you. 20th Anniversary Cornhole Tournament for the Boys and Girls Club of Bandera County will be today. There'll be live music, food, games, kids' activities, an auction, and more. Registration starts at 11 a.m. The tournament starts at noon. It costs 40 bucks to register. And it'll be at 715 Maple Street in Bandera for that Boys and Girls Club event. And the Junction Area Farmers Market 
is every Saturday, including today, from 9 a.m. to noon. No charge to attend. Family, friends, pets are welcome. And, of course, that's at the Junction City Park, 920 in the morning. What you got, Allison? Well, probably a lot of you were aware, if you pay any attention to politics, which I suspect people who listen to our show do, uh, this past Tuesday was a recall election, a big election in, in California to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. And uh, unfortunately, he was uh, won overwhelmingly. Um, that's because his, um, his opponent, the Republican running against him, was a white supremacist, Larry Elder, who I oh, might black. point out is black. He's black. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, he was a conservative, so, so therefore, I guess... He was I'm, called a white supremacist. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. I should clarify that. I say that jokingly. Um, well, be, because of that, um, Gavin Newsom has been named by U-Haul as its salesperson of the year for the third year in a row after a record-setting sales quarter. And the uh, U-Haul's Western Regional Director said, we're astounded by the growth that we've seen in California. Thanks to Gavin Newsom, literally every middle-class family has moved out of the state. It's been impossible to keep up with demand. Also, most of our workers left the state, too, which kind of stinks. In their second quarter earnings statement, U-Haul revealed that their sales on the West Coast have increased over (laughs) 37,000%, as every human with a pulse and marginal desire for a better life has packed up all their worldly belongings and chosen to leave for greener pastures in a giant U-Haul truck. Now, of course, that story, as you probably figured out by now, is from Babylon B. But the, but it's there's a whole lot of truth in it. There's a whole lot. Of, no, actually, I did read recently. I didn't bring the article with me. I just happen to remember it now. That the uh, if you want to move to California and rent a U-Haul, it's very cheap. If you want to move out of California and rent a U-Haul, number one, they're hard to find, and number two, they're very expensive because everybody is taking U-Hauls out of California, and they need them. <laughs> and they're moving. It's through. true. It's true. Sir. A lot of them, I think, are moving to Austin, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, every time I see a California plate, I think, unless you've got a Trump bumper sticker on, man, just keep moving. You know, just keep <laughs> going, going across the state line. 9.22 on a Saturday morning, a beautiful Saturday morning, 18th of September. Temps are somewhat coming down a little bit. Have you noticed that, Elson? No. Temps are, are slowly. We just got back from a week in Illinois and Iowa. Did we not? So uh, glad to be back here. Yeah, with, it was quite warm. You. Quite warm. Yeah, it was. After the break, an exclusive interview with January Weesey, Executive Director of the Hill Country Wineries, all about Texas wines in an event you won't want to miss. We're Bill and Allison Mencaro on the Hill Country Patriot every Saturday, 9 a.m., 104.3 Kerrville, 102.1 in Fredericksburg. You stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom. It sets our hearts aglow With thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo God bless you, Texas, and keep you brave and strong That you may grow 
the ages long God bless you Texas and keep you brave and strong that you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long Texas And we're talking with January Weesey who is executive director of the Texas Hill Country Winery Welcome January yeah. Welcome Hi, Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, our regular listeners will know that uh, January has been on a couple of times before talking about the uh, amazing Texas wine industry, uh, which has grown to be uh, a major force in uh, in wine circles uh, all over the country and even uh, people coming from other countries to visit the Texas Hill Country wineries. Uh, it has. And I understand that you have an event coming up in uh, October. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we sure do. We are really excited to celebrate Texas Wine Month with our Texas Wine Month Passport event. Um, of course, it's an annual event, and it's an entire month, October 1st through 31st. We have 48 wineries participating this year, and the biggest benefit of the ticket is getting complimentary tastes at each of these wineries. And you get to just explore the hill country, find new wineries. If you're a repeat guest, uh, you know, use the ticket at some of your favorites while you're checking out some of the new ones. It's a great opportunity to get out here. What we really enjoy um, about being on the Passport is going out to wineries, you know, trying new wineries and, and just talking to uh customers there and and also owners and that it, it's just the uh, social atmosphere. social atmosphere of it yeah we've made new friends yeah. doing that yeah so that's a that's a cool part of it as well what's the what's I love that yeah what's the what's the history of the texas wine month yeah texas actually started in 1999 the idea came from commissioner combs who ran it through tda and governor bush signed the proclamation and we have been celebrating ever since uh, Texas Hill Country Wineries as the association took advantage of that celebration immediately and planned our first Texas Wine Month Trail that same year. And you'll notice, of course, we do this event. There are a number of other um, associations across the state that celebrate in different ways. You'll find that Uncork Texas Wines through the Texas Department of Ag will do a number of really great um, you know, promotions with different wineries and restaurants, just promoting Texas Wine Month the entire month of October. Well, it's a, uh, we're going to come back to Texas Wine Month uh, in a minute, but I did want to, uh, so people know uh, what a bargain it is. Uh, so tell us a little bit about what the costs are and uh, why why I, I, Allison and I know, say what a bargain it is. And, 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 yeah. and, and what people get for what they're paying for. Yeah. Of course. So we have two different tickets. We have a couple's ticket, which is $120. And then we have an individual ticket, which is $85. And with that ticket, you get, like I mentioned before, the complimentary taste at each winery. You also get a 15% discount on three bottle purchases at each winery. And that breaks down. So our average tasting fee is about $15 a person across all of our member wineries. And so that breaks down to a $750 value based on how many wineries are participating. And so for a couple, you're really at $60 a person. And I mean, you would hit that in four wineries, you cover your cost. 
exactly. Um, one, one of the things that you guys mentioned is, you know, you get to taste at these wineries and you meet new friends. And one of the things we did with the passport when we changed the format a couple of years ago is we limit the tastings to four wineries a day. And so, of course, that, you know, helps us be responsible and hopefully helps, <laughs> you know, our guests be responsible. But the biggest thing that it does is it really slows you down. Because we were finding that people were just running in, tasting some wines and running out. But this gives you the opportunity to really stay. Like you mentioned before, talk to the staff, get to know them, get to know the owners if they're around. And then meeting other guests because you're not rushing in. You're just enjoying that taste because you know that you have a limit of four each day. That's a, that, that, that's a very good point. Very good point. Plus, yeah. you, when you stay and you don't just rush in and rush out. Uh, by talking to the winemaker, the owners, the staff, uh, you're going to learn a lot about wine. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, now I have some specific questions. Uh, you mentioned it's 40 some wineries that are involved in the, in the wine trail. Yes, we actually have 48 participating okay. in Texas Wine Month Passport this year. Okay. And how does it work? I mean, do people walk from winery to winery or <laughs> that would be really brave this is really brave this is um, this is texas we drive <laughs> yeah so our our area covers the entire texas hill country which is actually fifteen thousand square miles which is nine million acres we go from um 183 and austin all the way out past Fredericksburg, past Mason, all the way out to Vanderpool, and then north-south, we run from San Saba all the way down to it. I just mm. clarify, it's like the top loop in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. So our wineries are really spread out. You are definitely not going to want to walk. <laughs> um, even on 290, even those wineries that are literally, you know, each other on, you're probably not going to want to do that. Mm -hmm. So on the ticket page, we have a participating wineries grouped by day trip option. And so we have wineries that are participating grouped by downtown Fredericksburg or Fredericksburg 290, Johnson City to High, um, Dripping Springs, Wimberley, Johnson City, Marble Falls, Spicewood, all these different options, a north day trip and a south day trip. So you can look at those and kind of decide, okay, well, and I always tell people, if you don't have a job, I mean, you can really go all 31 days. Right? <laughs> so, I, I, I thought that was a great idea. And I think that's a relatively... What, to quit your job and just do this? <laughs> I, I, thought that was a, I thought that was a great feature. And I think that's relatively new uh, mm -hmm. to grouping them by area um, instead of instead of having to you know, pull up, pull out, out my map and, yeah. and look everything up. That, that was, that was right. a really helpful addition. It does help. And you can, you know, you can say, okay, well on the third, we're going to go North and sure there's five wineries on there and you can certainly visit five wineries, you know, while you're up there, because if the next day you want to go all the way South, you're not going to hit that fifth one. Um, and then you can use our interactive map on the website, which helps you plan those trips and look at where they are and the mileage from, you know, where you're starting to where you're going. So it is really helpful. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with January Weesey, who is executive director of Texas Hill Country Wineries. And we appreciate, again, uh, January, uh, you telling us uh, not only about the uh, Texas Wine uh, Month, uh, which is uh, going to be uh, all of October and what a a 
bargain it is. If people are interested in wine, this is definitely the place to go. Uh, I'm curious, and I've never asked you this, uh, what geographical area does uh, does the Hill Country uh, Wine AVA uh, attract? Where, where do people come from to, to come to Hill, Hill Country wineries? Yeah, so um, 90 plus percent of our visitors are from Texas, and that really is our focus. We have um, huge populations in Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Houston that really don't even know that you know, the Hill Country has wineries. And so that for us is our, our marketing focus at this point. Okay. Um, we, let's see if I can remember the order. <laughs> it's been a while since we pulled this data. Um, but of course, most of our visitors do come from Austin because it's a really easy day trip. Um, so that is number one. And then I believe that it goes Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth. And those are great. I mean, San Antonio really is a is a day trip option as well. Houston and Dallas Fort Worth is a quick weekend getaway. Sure. Well, I uh, let's talk a little bit about the remarkable growth of the uh, the Texas wine industry. Not only Hill Country, of course, but uh, the whole the whole industry. I mean, we moved to uh, to back uh, in my case back to Texas uh, about twenty three years ago. And uh, uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on in Texas wines, and uh, in in some cases, you, you you know, I was glad there wasn't much because <laughs> so the well, wine. Well, well, just just put it politely. Yeah. What wine has substantially <laughs> improved since then? It sure has. Right. So tell us tell us a little bit bit about the growth of the Texas wine industry. Well, I can only speak from my experience. I. Um, actually moved out here with my husband who's from Texas in 2008 and I started working in Texas wine in 2009 and if I remember correctly we only had about 150 wineries statewide and now in 2021 we have 400 plus wow um mm. We have a statewide association that supports wineries and growers and and they've been around you know, much longer than, than I have, of course, that association and have been helping and promoting wineries and growers across the state. And um, we've got TDA that is a huge support. And so it's growing across the state. It's pretty phenomenal mm -hmm. to see. And I know the Hill Country uh, uh, is one of the most popular wine destinations, not only in Texas, but nationally. Is that not true? It is, yes. We actually, just a couple weeks ago, um, were announced as the third uh, third place in the um, 10 Best USA Today Viewers' Choice um, mm -hmm. Awards. So we were, you know, second to different uh, regions across the, the mm -hmm. U.S. Um, about, it seems like a long time ago, about 10 years ago, um, we were, Orbit did a study noting that the Hill Country was the second fastest growing wine destination in the U.S., second to Napa, noting that we had more visitors coming and, you know, growing those, those guest numbers um, year to year. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I know that uh, we could just talk you know, for the rest of the program about uh, <laughs> wines and particularly about Texas wines. Talked about the te uh, Texas wine month coming up. 
uh, in all of October, and what a fantastic bargain it is. How do people uh, sign up for that? Yeah, so you'll just visit our website, texaswinetrail.com, and up there at the top, there's a on the navigation bar, a ticket that says passport tickets, and you'll select that. And we actually have four each year, but you'll find Texas Wine Month Passport 2021 right on that page. Well, January, you mentioned what, what a bargain it is. What I can tell you is two years ago, uh, October two years ago, friends of ours were coming from out of town for just a few days. And we we bought our own passport, of course, but we also bought a passport for them, even though they were going to be only going to wineries for a few days, not the entire month, because it was a much better bargain than them paying for, for to go to each winery. It absolutely is. Like I said earlier, I mean, you can, for a couple, you can cover the cost of your ticket with in one day with four winery visits. It's a great bargain. It certainly is. It certainly is. And I just quickly, you have uh, another event coming up October 25th, I see, uh, to benefit your scholarship yeah. fund, a, a benefit golf tournament in Blanco. Yeah, we sure do. We're really excited. This is actually our fourth annual golf tournament. And bear with me, I am not a golfer. Okay. So we're really lucky to host it at Valor Creek because those guys are, I mean, of course, they're the experts. And so they run all of the golf stuff for us, which okay. is really nice. And we get to bring in great prizes, um, wine, of course, um, great food, and just have a really good time. It's um, you know, it's a fundraiser for our scholarship fund, which we award an average of $10,000 a year to Texas students going through any of our viticulture and enology and even hospitality related majors. And we're really, it's the best part of my job. I cry every year when we award the scholarships. Everybody makes fun of me because it's just really neat to see those kids you know, coming up in the industry that we all love so much and really dedicating themselves to it. So the, scholar, or the golf tournament is really twofold. It's raising funds for that so we can give more to these kids. And also it's a great fun networking opportunity. We have teams from different wineries already registered. We have some of our vendors already registered for teams. It is open to the public so anyone can come out and golf with the winos, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, and if somebody wants to participate in that, uh, they go to your website, I assume? Yes. And actually, it's a little bit hidden on the website, but we will be working on getting um, a golf tournament uh, link right there on the homepage. So you'll be able to see that image right there on the homepage, texaswinetrail.com. Texaswinetrail.com. Great. Well, thank you so much, January. It's great to have you on, and uh, both Alice and I can testify that uh, we look forward to uh, Texas Wine Month, and there are several throughout the year. Uh, every year, we just uh, love uh, not only tasting new wines, and uh, you know, even if you've been to a winery and you know a year ago, and you say, "Well, I've you know I've already tasted their wines." No, you haven't, because the wines they, change. They change. They change. Yes, yeah. exactly. uh, they might have new varietals. They, of course, one year to the other, next they change. So. Uh, everybody to go to texaswinetrail.com and, and see what everything is on that website and, and sign up for the Texas uh, Wine Month in, in all of October. It, and are, are, are tickets limited? Um, oh, that's a good question. Yes, uh, great question. Actually, they are limited, Allison. We only sell 800 tickets, 
and we are about halfway wow. right now, and it is only September 16th. Wow, that's 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 great news for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it yeah, also it, it, go ahead. Very exciting to see those tickets. I think people are ready to get back out and uh, visit the winery, so it's really cool to see them flying that's, out absolutely. so quickly. But that means people get a, better get moving and go to TexasWineTrail.com and get your tickets. Exactly. They're going fast. Good. January Weesey, Executive Director of the Texas Hill Country Wineries. We sure appreciate you taking your time to uh, be with, with us today. Thank you. Uh, thank you, January. Thank you so much, Bill and Allison, for this and then just being such great supporters of Texas wine. We really appreciate it. Well, it's, it's not difficult at all. Uh, just uh, just uh, as I always say, Texas is for wine and Napa is for auto parts. And we're Bill and Allison Mencaro on the Hill Country Patriot every Saturday morning at 9 o'clock sharp. Uh, well, actually, about nine ten. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's counting that on your radio at one hundred four point three in Kerrville and Harper. Nine o'clock, nine o'clock sharp is the news, and one hundred two point one in Fredericksburg and Stonewall, and of course online at hillcountrypatriot.com. We will be back with some news of the weird and some weird stuff about the flu and COVID and all sorts of laughs. Your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far emblem of freedom it sets our hearts aglow with thoughts of san Jacinto and glorious alamo god bless you texas and keep you brave and strong that you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long god bless you texas and keep you brave and strong that you may grow in power and worth throughout the ages long. Texas. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Well, you know what that music means? We're going to talk about news of the weird. Although this story that I have isn't isn't really weird, it's just very unusual. Uh, there is a school in Iowa, uh, actually where we were just yesterday. We, we've spent uh, the past several days in Illinois and Iowa, and just yesterday we flew in from Des Moines. Um but there's a, a school in Dubuque, Iowa, that allows students to receive physical education credits by helping do yard work for senior citizens and people with disabilities. Isn't that a sweet story? That is. It is. Where is that? Dubuque, Iowa. Dubuque, Iowa. I mean, what, 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 why can't more schools be doing that? Instead yeah. of teaching you, I remember in, in PE, we had to climb up the stupid rope. I, I know. Mean, I, I, did I, mean, too. I mean, what yeah. skill did that teach me? Uh, rope climbing skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that that's been very useful in my life. <laughs> yeah, I remember a kid, uh, a special needs kid, what we call them today, uh, in our class. And they didn't segregate them. You know, we were all in the same class, and uh, they didn't instruct him properly on climbing the rope. Ugh. You know, you had to climb Ugh. this rope, uh, and in the gym, and it was high ceilings, and you had to climb this rope and touch the girder, and then come down. And they did not instruct him properly. He climbed the rope, 
but then he held onto the rope all the way down, and I remember his hands were terribly burned. And I don't know Very why sad. I didn't. I don't know why they didn't have us wear gloves. Uh, for heaven's sakes! Yeah, well, they, they, <laughs> they didn't do a lot of things that they should yeah, have done. That's for sure. But here's a little item that I found uh, at 9:50 on a Saturday morning. The CDC, of course, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, appears to have tacit, tacitly admitted that the near universally used PCR tests for COVID may not be able to differentiate between COVID and common influenza viruses. And it's asking that clinics adopt new COVID tests that are able to differentiate between the flu and the Chinese communist virus. Uh, I read the other day, Allison, 99% uh, of, of the flu has been eradicated uh, this past year. Exactly, exactly. You know, and they're, they're contradicting themselves because uh, they say that, well, it's not, the flu hasn't been eradicated or 99% of it hasn't been eradicated. It's because it's all diagnosed as COVID and not the flu. You know, and the the way they talk about it is so hypocritical. They say, "Well, Americans did a poor job of uh, social distancing and mask wearing and hand sanitizing and all this other stuff uh, that it just didn't was able it couldn't to prevent the spread of uh, the virus and we have the variants and all that." But they did a good job of social distancing, mask wearing, and hand sanitizing and all the others to prevent the spread of the flu. <laughs> I mean, where's yeah. the hypocrisy there? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the inventor of the PCR test, Carrie Mullis, says Dr. Fauci doesn't, quote, doesn't know anything, unquote, and is willing to lie on television. Now, the inventor of the PCR test says, quote, guys like Fauci get up there and start talking, you know, he doesn't know, really know anything about anything, and I'd say that to his face. Nothing. This is a direct quote. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope, and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, uh, either do I. And he doesn't understand medicine, and he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up on there on the top are just total administrative people. They don't know anything about what's going on in the body. You know, I'm still quoting from the inventor of the PCR test. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to, and they smugly, like Tony Fossey, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. Unquote from the inventor of the PCR test for COVID, Kerry Mullis. Do you know that Dr. Fauci is the highest paid government official, more than the President of the United States? And even more than his own boss. I got a two-minute cut. We Time for it? Oh, okay. We'll go to a break, and maybe we'll come back with it. Yeah, we're Bill and, Al- Bill and Allison Mincaro, HillCountryPatriot.com, every Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. flu season when the flu pulled a pokeroo and couldn't be spotted in the same room as covid remember when flu cases literally fell to zero that's because all flu cases and hospitalizations were being counted as covid cases and hospitalizations allow me to explain how this was easily pulled off without having to have the entire medical community conspiring against you say you come down with flu symptoms and your paralyzing fear of covid 
sends you to the doctor's office to get a COVID test. Upon observing your symptoms, the first thing your doctor will do is test you for COVID. Just COVID, not the flu, not a cold, not the bubonic plague, just COVID. Now, if you had COVID at any point, symptomatic or asymptomatic, in the past several months, you will test positive for COVID and your symptoms will be attributed to a COVID infection when they're really the result of an active flu infection. Now, according to experts, COVID is exponentially more infectious than the flu, so much so that they actually believe COVID is killing off the entire planet despite a year and a half of public health measures, but those same public health measures manage to wipe the flu off the face of the earth. If that's the case, I would imagine that 17 months into this pandemic, that COVID has been inside of more people than an anesthesiologist. So just imagine how many thousands of times over this scenario of an active flu infection being counted as a COVID infection took place. And that goes for hospitalization cases as well. So why the sudden change in testing to include the flu? Because the news is slowly starting to trickle in that vaccines are as effective as a Brita filter on a cup of Flint, Michigan tap water. As safe as a midnight stroll through Tijuana. And the powers that be are about to partake in a little sleight of hand to reintroduce the flu to the world while simultaneously creating the illusion that the quack scenes are working. Well, well, well. There's a lot of wisdom in that, isn't that? It certainly is. Yeah. We're Bill and Allison Mencaro, hillcountrypatriot.com, every Saturday morning, 9 o'clock. We hope you'll join on us. On your radio and online at hillcountrypatriot.com. And remember, uh, voting for Biden because you don't like Trump's tweets is like eating dog poop because you don't like broccoli. <laughs> we appreciate you listening to the Bill and Allison Mencaro program every Saturday morning at 9 Remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths. You've been listening to the Bill and Allison Mencaro Show. Heard each Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m. on the Hill Country Patriot.